0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Ken Dinas about the role of attitude in leading self and others. Kenneth Danos, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me today, John. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you. I'm super excited to have this conversation. Today, we're going to be focusing on the role of attitude in leading self and others. And of course, our attitude makes a huge difference in how we interact with the world. Uh, So many people find themselves in difficult circumstances, and I don't want to uh, diminish the reality of the hard things that people are dealing with. Uh, everyone has their different trials and their different difficulties. And I also acknowledge that I come from a place of privilege. I have all sorts of privileges. Um, and, and so maybe it's easy for me to talk about just, you know, have a good attitude, uh, you know, and whatnot, but, uh, the reality is attitude does make a difference. And, uh, I have some some things I want to share in relation to that in terms of some of the research I've done. Um, but you you bring a life of experience and wisdom and insight. And I'm super excited to to hear your thoughts on this and get um, your perspective. As we get started, I wanted to share Kenneth's bio with everybody, Kenneth. Danos is a military veteran and entrepreneur. He began his military career at 18 years old. He served as a parachute rigger, a civil affairs specialist, and an aeromedical evacuation officer in the U.S. Army. He has served on numerous operational and combat deployments in many countries, including Iraq and Afghanistan. Ken has served in leadership positions from the small team level to company level as a military commander. During his time, he inspired, coached, and mentored hundreds of leaders. Ken dedicated himself to personal and professional growth for himself and made it his mission to inspire others to grow. Over time, Ken's passion for helping others grow manifested into starting a company for that purpose. Ken and his partner started Project Attitude to transform lives of others through constant professional growth. Project Attitude currently offers over 50 internationally accredited courses in high demand functional areas. Uh, Mm -hmm. That is tremendous uh, so wonderful. Is there anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background before we dive on in further?
1: Yeah. Small typo or, or a pronunciation there project altitude is the, the name of our business, but I I may, Oh, I'm sorry. Project altitude. (laughs) Definitely. When, when you say attitude, uh, is key. That's, that's something that's resonated with me since the beginning, you know, as a leader, since, you know, since I became a leader. So that's a, that's a great, uh, you know those are almost synonymous there so i could see where that uh you know could link up attitude and altitude you fix your attitude you raise your altitude you know yeah so, yeah i like it it you know good there, there's
0: some sort of bias going on in the back of my brain that oh yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> what's that the reticular activating system you like that's what i see now i see attitude everywhere but um yeah i think that's a good topic but but yeah I'm military veteran um very close uh, over 19 years in so um, you know, looking at transitioning out uh, in the near future, and um, trying to take some of my experience and uh, the pa- the passion that I've developed seeing people grow. So, uh, in the military, as you get to pr- promote people, you get to give them awards, um, you know, pats on the back, coins, etc. It just uh, it's one of the best feelings in the world. So, why not develop a company around being able to develop people? and see them grow, you know, throughout their life. Uh, Dr. Morbido and I are always committed to, to growing ourselves. Uh, You know, we chase after a lot of different challenges uh, and we, and we want to just continue to grow. So we wanted to help other people do that as well in any way we could. And this is, this is one way that, you know, we've started doing that. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: And maybe can you describe a little bit more for us project altitude uh, and, and the connection to attitude um, that you see uh, it, clearly in my mind, there's a connection there. Um, yeah. So, so why did you start the project um, and clearly you're offering uh, many really great uh, programs and classes in relation to this um, to help individuals as they're trying to d-
1: go through their own career development. Right. Yeah. So we, so to give you kind of a Genesis story um, just over the past couple of years, I've, I've committed to uh doing something teaching some some type of leadership course etc you know I wanted to develop this and you know it make it my own and start teaching leadership I, I do it on the you know in the military perspective uh coach coaching junior leaders and and, and developing them but uh as far as out into the commercial war, world I wanted to develop something and and bring it out and uh, pretty much at the same time, I run into my uh college friend. Uh, we met each other at Murray State University. If we got anybody out there go racers um, it 's a small place but it, it's it 's nice um, One of my you know so Dr Morabito, we met in college uh, didn 't really talk or see much. Uh, we saw a little bit of each other at Fort Campbell at the hundred and first but we ended up being back together again um, at this this new location that we' we were working at. And, uh, you know, he just came to my office one day and was like, I want to teach Lean Six Sigma. And uh, I think we'd be good together to, to do this together. So I was like, uh, yes, absolutely. So my ideas and his ideas kind of joined and, you know, w- it grew into this. Uh, so our main focuses were Lean Six Sigma. Um, and, and now one of our newest program that we, we brought on board, we're an authorized training partner for uh, the resilience building leader program. Um, it's basically one, of one of the few leadership actually credentialed leadership certifications that you get out there. I'm not sure if you're, you've heard of that one yet, but it's, uh, it's fairly new as far as credentialing goes. Uh, but it's a really good program focusing on collective resilience. Um, you know, we try to teach individual resilience, uh, throughout the military and as leaders, uh, but collectively to build cohesive teams. We need that, uh, you know, collective and, and team resilience uh, to work together.
0: Yeah, I love it. And resilience is certainly important. And we, there are all these different skills and competency sets that we need to be effective in the new world of work. And so all these trainings that you're providing, it, it's, it's tremendous. And bringing back, you know, so the Altitude Project, This, this I love that that term. Um, it's all about how, how we want to try to raise ourselves, raise those around us. And so much of that does then come back to um, the attitude that we bring to the table when we're trying to, uh, to go about our careers as we're trying to lead our lives, lead others, and develop the next generation of leaders uh, to ultimately take our place uh, when we leave the company or when we progress and that they, they can uh, follow behind us. All of that, I think, is just really important to consider. Uh, and how to do that more effectively. And I want to get more of your thoughts on attitude here in just a moment. But one of the things I was thinking, you know, in in preparation for this, I was thinking about attitudes a lot. And I I do a lot of research myself. You know, listeners of the podcast know I'm a scholar practitioner. I'm a university professor. I do consulting. I do this podcast on the side. I love um, research. I do a lot of comparative international work uh, in my research. And one of the things I look at are are, uh, international differences in employee attitudes and behaviors as they relate to you know job characteristics um, leadership, worker satisfaction, and employee engagement and one of the things that's fascinating to me is that attitude plays plays a huge role because there are there are places around the world that are demonstrably better conditions than other places um, so when I'm interviewing people <clears throat> from you know what might be considered the global south or a third world country and their working conditions aren't great and uh there's a lot of challenges that they face that say someone in a western european country or in the US might face right what's so interesting to me is that even though the 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 objective working conditions may be worse mm-hmm. um the the attitudes and therefore the outcomes of the workers within those conditions um, vary widely. And so you you may have people in objectively better working conditions that have worse attitudes, people in objectively worse working conditions that have better attitudes. And regardless of the the actual working conditions, those attitudes dictate more about a whole wide range of organizational outcomes, either for better or for worse. Um, And so the question is why, like what, what, what is it about people in different circumstances um, where some, you know, just have a, a crummy attitude, others have really great attitudes, even perhaps when, you know, most onlookers would say, you know, you, you shouldn't be happy with where you're working, because it sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. what, what, you know, that, that persists, that, that persists over time and space, um, that reality, and we all know people in our own personal lives, who are like that, who, you know, they, they may come from a really underprivileged background, they may have the deck stacked against them. They, they, they have so many challenges that they face, yet they're just a happy person, someone who, who takes on those challenges um, with a smile, someone like you said, who's resilient, and then others who just seem to fold at the first sign of difficulty. What is it about uh, someone's attitude and the way that they connect with the world, the way they frame the world around them that leads to this? and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations.
1: Yeah, so it kind of brings, I have about three things in my mind that I was thinking of uh, as you were talking, but uh, just you know, historically speaking, uh, from my Experience uh, in the military, like I said earlier, uh, I heard early in my career, attitude is everything. Um, it, it was it was hard to understand at first, but now every time I give an initial counseling, initial briefing to someone I lead, that's in in my counseling. Attitude is everything, um, and it's it's not so simple to to just state it and uh, they understand it and that's it. It's over. Uh, now they're going to be great. Um, but you have to think about what what does that mean? What are, what are some resources or uh, some other ways to say it? And one of the books that I always go back to when I think about where you should start from is a uh, uh, Jocko Willink's book. Um, uh, what's that called? Extreme Ownership. That's it. Yeah, Extreme Ownership. So I think one of the assets or aspects of attitude uh, th- that people, if you want to get a, a in-depth explanation of one of the aspects of, uh, attitude, I think you look at, uh, extreme ownership, you know, owning everything that happens to you, you know, around you, uh, with you, because of you, uh, everything in life happens for you, not to you. Um, I think it just gives, it gives people a different perspective. You know, it's the ownership versus the victim, uh, mentality, either, Uh, this is happening to me or uh, look at it a different way. Uh, This opportunity is presented to me. This challenge, this opportunity is here for me to grow. You're given challenges. You're given all these difficulties to, to bring out something in you to help you grow everything. You know, you have to think that everything like that has a purpose. Uh, Some of us intentionally put ourselves in those situations uh, to To see what comes of it, you know, we we enter into to those challenging jobs, we take those challenging projects, those those challenging ex- assignments that we're really uncomfortable with, um, but trying trying to use that attitude of I, I want to grow from this. I, I know this is meant for me. Um, I know it's challenging, but that just means something something good's about to happen. Uh, if I feel that challenge, um, and the, the third aspect of it, I think is. Uh, a lot of business books uh, talk about, um, values, you know, uh, we want to make sure you have our values before you, you come into our organization. And if you really think about it, attitude is kind of another word to, to sum up, you know, these values that the organizations talk about. If an organization talks about, you know, we like consistent, constant improvement, you know, we like, uh, uh, you know, trust. You need to be trustworthy. Uh, we like teamwork. All of that can be encompassed under the the umbrella of your attitude. You know, uh, what type of person you are uh, going into it. So those those are kind of some of the things I was thinking of uh, yep. about attitude.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's great. And and ultimately, the nice thing about attitude is we largely have a choice um, in how we respond to our circumstances. We often don't have a choice around our circumstances. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, and often we don't. Uh, and so we may find ourselves in less than ideal circumstances. We may find ourselves in situations that are unfair. Uh, we may very well find ourselves in inequitable systems, um, places where you know, we have to deal with uh, prejudices, um, bigotry, you know, other things like that. All of those things are reality. Uh, for many people. Those are hard things. And I don't want to downplay those or try to suggest that those aren't hard. Um, we don't get to choose the, the circumstances we're in. Um, but we do get to choose how we respond to those Ooh. circumstances. And I think it's perfectly healthy to, you know, to be upset sometimes to have frustrations and to acknowledge those frustrations and we need people who are passionate about disrupting inequitable systems and so we can improve the world around us. All of that's important. But what we don't want to do is find ourselves ruminating on the negative things in our lives, the negative things around us, and that being our sole focus and how we go about living our life. If that does become our sole focus, we're, that's not going to lead to action either. We're just going to be constantly um, angry, frustrated, and uh it's not going to inspire action in our personal lives. It's not going to inspire action around us. Uh, what we need to do is, while acknowledging the realities of the difficulties that we face, uh, we need to then decide what what um, how do we want to approach this? Uh, what opportunity could be hidden within this hardship, within this challenge that I'm facing? And that's really what resilience is all about. If we have someone who, with determination and grit, they're willing to take on those hard things, and they're they're willing to frame them as growth opportunities, and to recognize that even though it's difficult now, in the future, I'm going to have a chance uh, to learn, to grow, to develop, and to be better situated for future opportunities. Uh, and sometimes the current opportunity isn't something that I want long term, but if I do it now, and if I just if I deal with it, I put up with it, I I put in my time, and and I learn from the opportunity in front of me, that unlocks the door for other future opportunities that may be unforeseen at at the current um, stage that I'm in. Uh, So it's not to say that, you know, we we should put ourselves in horrible situations, stay in horrible jobs, stay under a a jerk boss, um, you know, stay in an abusive relationship or an abusive marriage. Like I'm not suggesting any of that. Uh, But, but what I am suggesting is, Within, you know, while we recognize the need to maintain our physical and mental health, that we also recognize um, that our framings matter, our frame, our framings matter a lot. And if I can recognize opportunities, and then leverage my capacity to lean into those opportunities to to accomplish something, um, that ultimately, I will be in a better situation uh, than what I am now. Uh, And that may be incremental, it may take longer than I would hope, but over time, I will be able to, to find myself in a better situation. And I think that is, that's the power behind what we're talking about. Um, Ultimately, I want to make the world a better place. I want my family to have better opportunities than I have. I want the people I work with, the people I lead to grow and develop and to become, to to, 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 uh, find their their full potential and to live up to it. I want them to to have the opportunity to live tremendous lives uh, of fulfillment and meaning and purpose. That will only happen as I bring a positive attitude into the work that I do uh, as I try to make the most of the circumstances I have and to try to improve those circumstances to the ability uh, that I have.
1: Yeah. uh, So uh, for me, uh, when, when I think about, you said the word framing and that just brings up something uh, my leadership coach would say all the time, you know, well, how can we frame this? You know, every time I would bring up something to him, uh, you know, how can we frame this? Framing is, is big. And I would say, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, just adjust your attitude. And, and somebody would say, well, I can't, that's just how I react. You know, uh, that's understandable. And uh, self-leadership uh, is the key. And if that's hard for us, you know, we start small, Uh, Start with changing one story in our head. Uh, And and if you can't really convince yourself, start with affirmations, you know, um, and as you talk, you you can talk yourself into believing something. I've been in the army for for 19 years. Uh, There's a term called uh, false motivation. It's what you do to show motivation uh, initially before you actually internalize it and understand where, where that motivation should be coming from. Um, so I would say, uh, it, it's just, that was just an affirmation that I was, uh, repeating in my head for different things, different events, uh, th- different things that happened to me that now it's, it's true. You know, it's true motivation. When, when we talk about doing something out in the cold, in the wet, you know, something hard, I get excited. I get motivated about it. So I, I get kind of the same way with challenges that work now. When someone walks into my office and says, Oh, we got a problem. I'm like, all right, what is it? So I get, I get excited about it. Um, But if you're having trouble starting out a leadership coach is definitely where it's out, where it's at. And I know you, you offer coaching services I believe as well. Um, But that's definitely a great place to start. If you can't walk yourself into that personally, the best people in the world have coaches, you know, the best athletes, uh, the best of everything have coaches. You can't do it alone, you know, get a coach. Um, A second part to that is as I was studying leadership, I kept focusing on a a leader down, leader focused, top down kind of, uh, you know, teaching and coaching, uh, mentoring. Um, But sometimes we can focus on that too much and we forget about the, the bottom up, self-leadership um and the resilience like we talked about the resilience of the person uh, to be able to work with any leader i want to i want to teach every leader to work with every person i want to teach every person to work with every leader Uh, there's a dichotomy there that you know that i I started realizing you know uh, as early as you know last year uh, that i needed to adjust uh to to make things better at least where i work Um, yeah those are my thoughts Yeah,
0: that's wonderful. Ken, it has just been a pleasure. I know at the time, I, I need to let you get back to your busy day. Um, but before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Okay.
1: Uh, thank you very much for having me today, John. Uh, if you want to check out Project Altitude, you can go to projectaltitude.us, uh, not the .com, .us, America. All right. Uh, and if you want to email us, info, I-N-F-O, at projectaltitude.us, we have over 50 courses there. You can take most of them completely online uh, and get your certification there. and you, Or you could also schedule with us and we'll do some uh, group training, in-person training, uh, etc. And uh, last word of the day on attitude, attitude is everything. And you can determine that attitude. Wonderful. Thank you, Ken. It
0: has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Ken and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. They can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership